Welcome to the Unsweetened SIO podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsio.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. I hope you're all having a good day. Today I want to talk about food and eating to achieve freedom from sugar addiction. I know a lot of people ask me, well, if you're not eating sugar and flour, what are you eating? And what kind of diet do you follow? So I thought this would be a good topic to tackle today to kind of share with you what I've been eating and some of my favorite recipes and just talk about that. So I knew when I was giving, going to give up sugar and flour that I didn't want to follow a particular diet on top of that. You know, I looked into Food Addicts Anonymous and some other sugar detox programs, and it just seemed too strict for me, like either limiting snacks where you couldn't snack at all or measure your food, measure your portions. And I just thought, again, that wouldn't work for me. It was too regimented. And it was going to be hard enough for me just to give up the sugar and the flour. I didn't need to try to diet on top of that too. And I also thought, again, I didn't want to restrict how much I was eating because I was going to be hungry from not eating the sugar and flour. And if I could just not eat sugar and flour, I was good. So since I couldn't find a program that worked for me. It's where I just decided design to design my own. I am an integrative nutrition health coach, so I know a lot about diet and nutrition and what I should be eating. And really, for the most part, for the last few years, even though I was still eating sugar and flour, I had cleaned up the rest of my diet to eat pretty well. You know, a lot of whole foods, Um, organic meats. I didn't eat many processed foods. I tried to eat the highest quality junk food that I could find. So I already had some good habits, but definitely not the sugar and the flour. I was eating way too much of that still. And I also should say I am by no means a foodie Uh, I have really, really simple taste. I've probably been teased about that too in my lifetime, that I like things pretty plain. So I don't want to spend a lot of time. You know, I work full time. I have two kids. I don't want to be spending a lot of time in the kitchen. I really wish I was someone that enjoyed cooking more than I do. I know a lot of people find that as a great way to unwind at the end of the day, but for me, it just feels like one more chore that I need to squeeze in along with food prep, you know, grocery shopping, meal planning. That all takes up a lot of time and energy. So I try to be as organized as I can about it, and I do think that has been one of the huge 
um, huge things that, is, that has helped me is being prepared. I realize that if I get too hungry, that's a trigger for me to want to eat too much. So for me, it is important to snack when I feel like I need a snack because it usually keeps me from overeating later on. And therefore, again, I need to be really prepared with my meals. So I look for simple meals and I spend some time planning out the meals for the week. I actually went to Target and you know they have those like dollar and three dollar bins and they have these little magnetic days of the week boards that can go on the refrigerator that you use a dry eraser with. And so I have that on my fridge and I tend to make a grocery list based off of the meals that I plan out for the week. So that really works for me. It kind of keeps me organized. Sometimes I only do three days in advance. You know, sometimes doing the whole week is too overwhelming, but I always have a few days uh, on the board at least that I'm planning for. And then I have kind of those emergency meals where, you know, I end up being late at work for some reason and can't get home in time. So for me, like a quick emergency go-to meal is that I stop at Whole Foods, which is located very conveniently on my way home from work, and I pick up an organic rotisserie chicken, which now that I'm an Amazon Prime member is only $9.99 for an organic rotisserie chicken, which I think is a pretty good deal. And I just have that with dinner for dinner with some salad, um, and it's just a really fast, easy way to have a healthy dinner still, or if I have broccoli, I might make some broccoli, but a lot of times it's just picking up the chicken and throwing together a salad and eating that. Another thing that I like from Whole Foods are their burrito bowls. I eat, like I usually get a little bit of chicken, brown rice, black beans, vegetables, salsa, some guacamole, and that's a really good meal that I can pick up on the go too that works really well for me and I found that I had to have some of those emergency meal plans ready for when I am in a pinch or if I find myself I think when I did give up sugar that first week I forgot my lunch one day and that usually would have sent me in a into a tailspin and being like oh might as well just binge on some cookies now but instead, I went to a Chipotle and got a burrito bowl because, again, that's something that's really satisfying to me and, again, you know, follows those guidelines of no sugar, no flour. So I think it really helps to have some emergency meals in there. But for the most part, you know, like I'm saying, I'm really basic. Um, I do a lot in the crock pot when I can because... I want my meals to take less than 30 minutes from prep, prep time and cook time. I want it to be pretty fast if possible. So I have a binder that I made and, you know, some of my health coaching clients have asked me what kind of, you know, cookbook do you recommend? And I always think it's a good idea to create your own, you know, because there's so many amazing recipes out there right now available. I look at Pinterest a lot, but I know there's a lot online, different sites you can go to, and I just print out different recipes that look good to me, and I just have a three-ring binder, and I hole-punch them and put them in my binder, 
And then as I make the recipes for the first time, I'll rate them. You know, I'll just put on the sheet itself four stars if it was really good, three if it was, you know, good but not really good, two stars, one star, whatever. And then I put a note on there too about, hmm, maybe next time try adding spinach. And that's worked really well for me rather than having just one cookbook. I like creating my, my own with many different recipes. So I use that a lot. And then that's really for dinners. But I want to start kind of bring it back to breakfast. I am a big breakfast eater. I know some people don't have an appetite in the morning, but that's never been my problem. I'm always pretty hungry when I wake up. Uh, the first thing I do, though, is drink a cup of hot water with lemon in it. I had done that... I don't know, maybe like five years ago, I had done some kind of diet where that was actually part of the diet. And you know me, I don't like hot drinks normally, but something about the hot water and lemon, I just loved. So, you know, I probably lasted on the diet about four days, but the hot water with lemon has stuck with me since then. So I always start out my day with hot water and usually squeeze about half a lemon in there and have that first. And I think because I don't drink coffee, it's just, it gets me going in the morning. I don't know. I really, really like it. And then for breakfast, I really rotate between three options. Again, I keep it as simple as possible. I am one of those people that find something that I like and I can eat it over and over again. And that really works for me. So for breakfast, my main breakfast that I would say I have most time, most of the time is a green smoothie. And there are so many recipes out there for smoothies. So I definitely did some experimenting with what I liked best. And uh, after much experimentation, I'll give you the recipe that I really like, which is just one cup of water, half a cup of frozen organic berries. I get them at Costco, like a big bag of them. And then I add a heaping handful of some kind of greens like a spinach kale uh, again I can I get those usually in the big tubs at, at Costco and then I put these in baggies ahead of time I do half a cup of berries and then a handful of spinach or kale some kind of greens and put them in little freezer bags and line them up in my freezer so that in the morning I can just pop one out and it's almost ready to go Again, with the food prep and trying to save as much time as possible, that to me is crucial. So then I put about eight ounces of water, start with eight ounces of water, and I put that in a little mason jar with two tablespoons of chia seeds, and I let that soak overnight. So I usually do that after while I'm cleaning up the kitchen at night. I fill up my mason jar with water, add my two tablespoons of chia seeds, and that makes that kind of nutritionist gel out of the chia seed which is supposed to absorb better in your body so that's how I do it and so I take that out of the fridge and I pour that into I have a little ninja blender that I use and then I put in my frozen berries and spinach mix from the freezer and then for protein powder I realized the protein powder I was using um, before I started this had stevia in it which is uh, you know still a type of sugar so you're not supposed to eat it 
So I took that out and tried to find something different. And what I landed on was the collagen powder. Uh, I really, really like that. I had read that, you know, it's good for your bones and joints and nails and skin. And it also has one serving has about 18 grams of protein in it. So, and there's no sugar, no added flavorings, no sweetener at all. So I've been using that for probably the past eight months or so and really, really like it. As far as I'm going to do another episode about other supplements and vitamins that I like. So I'll talk more about the collagen powder then and what kind of benefits that I benefits I've seen. But I do like it even just as far as a source of protein in my smoothie in the morning. I then add two tablespoons of flaxseed. And I had learned from a nutritionist a few years ago that it's better to buy the whole flax seeds and grind them every few days rather than buying the ones that are already ground. Uh, I guess the nutritional properties are better if you grind them fresh every few days. So that's usually what I do. I just use a coffee grinder and I probably make about three days worth of flax seeds at a time and just keep them in the fridge. And when I first started adding flaxseed, I should, should say, because it has a lot of fiber in it, you might want to start slowly. Two tablespoons I've kind of worked up to, but it can make you have to poop. So I would start maybe with one teaspoon or one tablespoon and slowly build up to that. But I now do the two tablespoons of flaxseed and then I put in what kind of that my missing ingredient has been because I would make these smoothies like this and they were just kind of, the texture wasn't great. So then I added a small avocado and voila, that was what was missing. So the avocado makes it for me. It's really smoothy and creamy. And then it adds the fat to it too. So now I've got, you know, the fruits and vegetables. I've got the flaxseed for some fiber. I have fat, plus I have the protein. So I have found now that most days I don't even need a morning snack because this keeps me pretty full until lunchtime. So I put that all together. Some days too, I add maca powder, which gives me a little energy I've noticed and is supposed to also be good for regulating your menstrual cycles for women. So I've been adding, I usually do about a teaspoon of that as well, but the taste can be a little strong, so I don't use it every day. Uh, but most days I do include that as well. And I blend it up and then I drink that after I get my son off to school in the morning. And I love that for breakfast. That's probably my go-to favorite breakfast. But it's not always convenient. So when I'm traveling, I travel about once a month for work. I do some contract event planning work. It's called Travel Director. And basically, it's just going on site to these big events going on and helping run the programs on site. So a lot of times I'm eating hotel food. I'm not in control of what I'm eating. And, you know, I can't make a smoothie at the hotel that I'm staying at. So most of the times they'll have some steel cut oatmeal, which I eat. And I'll eat that with some 
some berries, mixed berries in my oatmeal. Sometimes I pack my collagen powder and add a scoop or two to the oatmeal as well, but I really like that. There were a few years that I felt like I ate oatmeal nonstop when I was nursing my kids because I'd heard it was good to boost your milk supply. So I kind of got sick of it after a while, but I find that when I'm traveling, it's really good. It's something that I enjoy eating again, but I, I rarely eat it at home. I usually have my smoothie or my other favorite breakfast for weekends is I'll have two scrambled eggs two pieces of bacon and bacon is one of those things you have to find it's really hard to find the brands that don't have sugar or honey or some kind of sweetener to them uh, they it is available it's a little more expensive but you can find it at Whole Foods the Wellshire brand and now there's a few other brands that are selling them and sometimes they'll say paleo on it no sugar added so I did have to find you know the that bacon and then I also will make a sweet potato and I usually microwave it in the oven for about five minutes and then I slice it up into tiny pieces and then I just cook it in some olive oil um, on the stovetop and so it's kind of like hash browns you know but with sweet potatoes and that is so yummy to me to have eggs bacon and my sweet potatoes and I top that usually with some salsa since you know there is no ketchup out there that does not have sweetener so you have to give up ketchup and I have found that salsa is a really really good replacement but again you have to read the labels and make sure you find salsa without added sugar in it but you will as you begin to read labels and that's definitely my advice from the start is just as you go to the grocery store read labels every single time until you familiarize yourself with the brands that don't add sugar to their products one of my favorite brands for salsa and tomato products is Muir Glen they don't add any kind of added sugars to their tomato products. So I know that's something I can always trust, whether it's diced tomatoes, a can of tomato sauce, a jar of tomato sauce, or the salsa. So that's kind of on my safe list. And you'll find that you're going to kind of make a list of things that are safer to eat. And so that's one of my favorite breakfasts. I actually had that today, this morning, and it was delicious because it's Sunday. Uh, so that's kind of the three breakfasts that I rotate between. And again, during the week, most of the time it's the smoothie, but there are some days I just find I'm hungrier than others. So I go for the eggs and bacon or just eggs or eggs and sweet potatoes, whatever. Um, and that's again, where I don't really worry about my portion size or, um, limit like how many carbs I'm eating. Like there might be a day that I have a sweet potato at dinner and then have it for breakfast the next morning. And I really don't worry about that. I haven't found that I, you know, binge on sweet potatoes or, or brown rice or quinoa or the other kind of whole grains that I eat. So I really don't limit them. And, you know, I still have managed to lose weight and feel really good and so for me, I just didn't want to be on a really restricted diet where I was worried about that. And so far, that has worked for me. And I think it's made me so that I don't feel deprived and has helped me stick to this way of eating. It doesn't feel like a diet at all. I mean, it really just feels like my lifestyle. This is the way that I eat now. 
And I used to hate when people said that. I'm like, what does that even mean? But now that I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense. You know, when people ask me, well, what do you eat then? I'm kind of like, well, what do you mean? I eat everything else except sugar and flour. So again, I don't feel deprived at all. I just feel like this is my way that I eat and this is what works for me. And it really doesn't feel like work at all anymore. In the beginning, yes, it was really hard and really terrible because I had really bad cravings and that probably went on for a good five months. And that's why I really encourage you to give yourself a full year, like dedicate a full year. That's what I told myself. I'm going to do this for a full year. You know, I've been eating this way for 38 years. It's not going to be magically fixed in 30 days or even, you know, three months. I need to give it a full year. And so I had definitely changed my mindset around it when I first decided to give it up. And I think that's what really helped me get through those days when I wanted to just throw in the towel because I had committed to the full year. And now it really has become automatic. You know, the, in, in that first year, you're going to have a lot of firsts. And I want to do an episode on that, you know, first family celebration where there's dessert or birthday or holiday and how you get through that. So I definitely will talk about that in another episode. But part of it is just starting new habits that don't involve eating sugar and flour. So I think you need at least a full year to do that. And that's what I've been doing. And again, in the beginning, it was like the hardest thing I've ever done. And now I feel like it's the easiest thing I've ever done. It just does not feel like a diet to me at all. Uh, so let's move on to lunch, which this is kind of my advice for breakfast and lunch, really. Make it as automatic as possible so you don't have to think about it. Like give yourself, you know, three or four breakfasts that work like I do and just rotate through them so you're not starting from scratch every morning. Find kind of the breakfast that works for you and is automatic and same with lunch. For lunch, it just, for me, is left, whatever is left over from dinner, I make enough so I have lunch the next day. And I used to be one of those people that hated, hated leftovers. And I just had to change, you know, learn to change my mind about that because it just is so much easier to reheat, you know, your healthy dinner from the night before and have lunch one less thing to do is trying to make yourself a separate lunch. So I make sure that I always make enough. And if there is a rare instance where uh, I don't have enough leftover, again, I'm kind of going to, usually I'm going to go out and get that burrito bowl from Chipotle or Whole Foods or somewhere because that works really well for me. Um, so you do want to kind of have a backup plan of restaurants or places in your area that have some food on their menu that works for you. I also have, we have a place here called the Garden Bar and they make really, really awesome salads. And I'm not typically a salad as a meal person. I like to eat salad as like a side, but not as my meal. But they have these really yummy district cop salad that has chicken and eggs and bacon and so it ends up being really filling. So I also do that in the pinch. So you got to find those types of meals that you can have. And you might be a person that a salad is really satisfying. So that's great because there's so many places where you can go and make yourself a salad. 
I have just always had a bigger appetite. So that just doesn't work for me on most days. But the district cob is really filling, I have to admit. So then that really just leaves me, if you make your breakfast and lunch pretty automatic, then that leaves you with dinner. And for me, again, dinner, I want it to be fast. Most of the time, it's going to be some kind of meat and a veggie. And then sometimes I add a whole grain, like, you know, again, the quinoa or brown rice or some sweet potato. And sometimes I'll have a salad too. But for the most part, it's just, yeah, meat and some veggies. And that really fills me up. I have also found that I am an early eater. (laughs) Like I love to eat dinner at 4.30 or 5 o'clock. I know I'm crazy. Sometimes I'll get home from work and start cooking dinner and eat it even before I go pick up the kids from daycare because I, if I eat early, I find I am satisfied for the rest of the night. If I don't, sometimes, you know, I don't get home till late and I don't eat until 6.00. And then I find that I'm really ravenous. And again, that's a trigger for me to keep eating. So find what works for you. But for me, I need to eat my dinner early. And then again, I really don't snack, feel the urge to snack at all at night. I am full until breakfast the next morning. And if I have a night where dinner's later, I usually have to have a snack or two to hold me over. So on for my best day, I am trying to eat an early, early dinner. And if most of the days that I can, I do my crock pot recipes because again, you just put that in and let it cook all day while you're at work and you come home and it's ready to go. I'm going to share some of my favorite recipes. Again, I just find these on Pinterest or, you know, different food blogs that I like that I follow And sometimes I have found, like if you search for Whole30 recipes, for instance, that's a really good way to find recipes because they don't have sugar or flour in them. Um, And I also, now that I'm more comfortable, if I see a recipe that I really like, but it calls for an ingredient that I can't eat, I just don't add it. So now I'm a little more comfortable with, you know, taking some things out or adding things as I want. Uh because I know what works for me. So some of my go-to dinners is chicken tortilla soup, which my aunt gave me this recipe years ago, but it's so easy and that's in the crock pot. Uh, I also like to do chili in the crock pot. I do a turkey chili and then also a spicy buffalo chicken chili that I've really started to like recently. I also do uh, pork carnitas in the in the crock pot and that is really yummy. Sometimes I'll make a baked sweet potato and put the pork on that and OMG is that good. Uh, I also really like these meatloaf muffins. I think anything you can make in a muffin tin, come on. First of all, it's adorable but also it makes it such an easy serving size and then the meatloaf muffins, I think we make like 12 of them. And if we don't eat all of them in that, you know, week, I can pop them in the freezer. And then that's an excellent um, lunch or dinner on the go to have on a night that I'm not, you know, prepared. I can just pull those out of the freezer. I try to do that too with 
chicken tortilla soup or chili that I make in the crock pot because that makes so much. I'll try to freeze a little bit, a serving or two. So again, on a night that I might have forgotten about dinner, I have something that I can pull out of the freezer ready to go. So I like all of those. I also honestly like my favorite meal is baked chicken breasts with brown rice and broccoli. I know. Snore. You probably fell asleep. But seriously, I could eat that like every night. Um, but if that, if you're more adventurous than me, I mean, you could spice that up a little bit. But I just love chicken, rice, and broccoli, and my belly loves it too. I just always feel full and satisfied after that. And then we have uh, this great grocery store chain in Oregon called New Seasons Market. And they have a really awesome, I get all my meat there because it's all organic, um, grass-fed, no antibiotics or hormones added meat. And so they have some prepared meat that I'll get. They have these Italian-style meatballs, and I'll get those. Um, no flour in them, no sugar. When they print out, I can I ask them a lot to just print out the the ingredient list because when they print the price label out it'll have the ingredients on there so sometimes they'll print that out for me so I can double check and that definitely took a little trial and error to find the things in the prepared section that I could eat but the meatballs are one of them and I really don't miss eating it with uh, pasta at all anymore I just make the meatballs and then I use a jar of sauce and I know I know I am Italian actually I know how sauce is pretty easy to make but again, I'm not really going to take the time to do that. So I usually use my Mira Glen jar, but I will saute some mushrooms, onion, and garlic and add it to the sauce. That makes it, you know, a little fresher, I guess. And I'll have that with meatballs. And then again, I'll make some kind of vegetable with that, or I'll just eat a big salad with it. And that's been really yummy for us. They also have these really good chicken kebabs, um, rosemary, garlic, chicken kebabs that that's what I'm having for dinner tonight uh, is the chicken kebabs and I'm going to make some broccoli and then they also in their deli section at New Seasons sell these risotto cakes and I usually will get those they are a little expensive so I maybe get them once a month or maybe twice a month and they have different flavors depending on the type of year. Right now it's kale and sweet onion risotto cakes. And those are so yummy and kind of like a treat for me right now. I should say I don't eat much dairy, um, not because of, you know, a certain diet, but just because it doesn't work for me. I've noticed as I've gotten older, I just couldn't tolerate dairy. It really started sadly for me with ice cream. It would just go right through me. I've never been a big fan of milk. And for years, I tried to force myself to like yogurt, you know, to get the probiotics and never really liked it, would make myself eat it. And then it just finally clicked with me that, well, my body doesn't digest it well. So I really don't eat that much dairy. Um, so there is some, some in the risotto, some cheese, and that seems to be fine. For the most part, cheese does okay with me. But I haven't ever been a huge fan of the fancy cheeses either. So it's like cheddar cheese all the way for me <laughs> and or mozzarella. And that doesn't seem to give me any kind of stomach issues. 
So chicken kebabs, risotto cakes, and broccoli is my dinner tonight. And I bought four chicken kebabs so that there was plenty of leftover for me to have for lunch tomorrow. And we actually have some leftover chicken tortilla soup too from earlier in the week. And if we don't have any of that for lunch today, I probably will put that in the freezer for one of those nights or days that I need a lunch or dinner. And then, uh, so those are some of recipes that I really like. I tend to rotate and do the same things. Uh, there's also a chicken Merlot recipe in the crock pot that I like, but because I'm not doing alcohol either, I don't include Merlot. And it actually calls for straight out sugar, which I obviously do not add and does not need. It still is so good. Um, and then there's other stuff that I do that's pretty basic, but I'll link some of these recipes in case you want to try any of them out. Um, I also like to do turkey tacos where I just make ground turkey and I have found a taco sauce seasoning mix that does not have sugar or flour in it and I'll cook that up and we kind of make our own little you know my husband might actually have the tacos but I'll make a little burrito bowl or taco salad or something and and that's been really yummy and then for snacks uh, most of the time I'm hungry in the afternoon it seems to be when I'm really starting to get hungry at work is around three o'clock so I'll have an apple with some kind of nut butter that's really satisfying for me or a handful of nuts. Sometimes I'll have sweet potato chips, again, more of a treat, but there's brands that don't have any added sugar or flour and those are really yummy. And then I also still eat tortilla chips and popcorn. Um, and again, I think that's why I don't feel very deprived. I know there's some people that choose not to eat corn products either, but for me, it doesn't seem to be something that I overeat on or, you know, overindulge. And it's something that still feels like, well, you know, cause you all are, we have those pity party days where it's like, uh, everyone else is eating brownies and cookie. Why can't I be normal and just like enjoy a bite of a cookie? But then I feel like, well, I could have some popcorn with butter that I make or some tortilla chips with guacamole or salsa. And that honestly totally satisfies me now. So I, again, I don't feel deprived at all. So I think find those kind of snacks or treats that don't have, you know, flour or sugar. And you have to be careful with chips that you have to read the ingredients. There's some, um, the late July brand that I like has some uh, tortilla chips with flour in them and some even with sugar in them and some without. And that's just the one brand that has, you know, so you have to read the label and find ones, make sure it doesn't have flour or sugar, but there's plenty of them out there and see again, if, if that's something that is good to you. So that's kind of where my snacks are. I also like to eat carrot sticks. I'll keep those sliced up in the fridge. So if I am hungry when I get home from work, I might eat a few carrots uh, sticks while I'm cooking dinner. And then as far as drinks go, I am so boring in this department. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance, but I love water. Like literally water is my favorite beverage. I don't understand when people are like, I don't like water. How do I just don't get it. I love it. 
I mean, especially, I know it's better to drink room temperature water, but I love some ice water. I love to put lemon in it. I make my spa water, especially in the summer where I put, you know, a slice up lemons and cucumbers in a pitcher and keep it in the fridge or you can do different fruit combinations but I just love it so that mainly is what I drink is water but then I also have been drinking um, unsweetened iced tea that's a little bit of a treat for me too if I go to Starbucks I'll have an iced green tea unsweetened Um, I feel like I say unsweetened all the time and that's actually where the unsweetened sayo comes from And so I really, really like iced tea. And sometimes that's nice if I'm out at a happy hour where everyone else is having a drink. I feel like, ooh, I have my iced tea and I still feel like I'm having, you know, a cocktail or whatever. I also, as you, if you listen to my last episode, I do have my Tulsi iced tea elixir that I have a lot of times at night too, which is, you know, doesn't have caffeine in it. But for the most part, I know it's boring. I'm sorry. I just drink water and sometimes iced tea. Um, When I'm not feeling well, I'll drink hot tea, but that works for me. I know some people like sparkling water, which I don't. uh, But, you know, again, drinks are tricky because I definitely was a Diet Coke fiend for many years. And I've tried to give up Diet Coke off and on and have gone even a year without it, but then we'll add it back in. So it's also been, you know, over a year now that I haven't had any Diet Coke. And that's still hard when I go to a movie and I might get some popcorn and it's just like, oh my gosh, who can have a popcorn without eating or drinking a fountain Diet Coke with it? I mean, it's creating those new habits. That was really hard for me at first, but now I bring my water bottle in and just drink my water. And a lot of times I just bring my own popcorn in too. Uh... So that's about it for most of the time, too. I don't eat anything after dinner. I'm usually full if I get my dinner in early. Once in a while, if Chris and I are watching TV or a movie at night, we'll pop some popcorn um, and have that with some butter. But for the most part, I don't snack at all at night, and that's worked for me. Another thing I want to talk about that has a lot of sugar in it, since we were talking about salads, is salad dressing. It's really, really, really hard to find store salad dressing without some kind of hidden sugar in it. And if you haven't done this already, just Google different names for sugar and see there'll be, you know, different resources that come up. And it's crazy all the different uh, names that sugar falls under. It's just ridiculous. So look that up because I'm pretty much guaranteed that the grocery store salad dressings that you find are going to have one of those things on them. So again, I've never really liked the creamy salad dressings. So I've always tended to have olive oil and vinegar, which I like. And I definitely have found balsamic vinegars that do not have added sugar in them. So that is an option. But I, uh, my stepmom actually just does a simple salad dressing that's just olive oil, salt and pepper, some garlic powder if you want, and dill. And I just toss that all together. And it is so good to me. It's so simple, but so good. So that's something you could try. You probably are going to have to make your own salad dressings because it's really hard to find 
ones without a hidden sugar in there. And when I go out, I just ask for just olive oil and I'll just do olive oil, salt and pepper. And again, that works for me, or you could do oil and vinegar. Um, but it's really hard to find a salad dressing without some kind of sugar too. Uh, so that's what works for me. That's what I eat. Um, I think being prepared is really, really important. Making sure you food prep if that's like, again, um, I'm going to be busy this afternoon. So this morning I had a little time. I chopped up some broccoli so I can, it's just ready to cook tonight. I try to do a mu as much as that as I can. If I need to prepare for the next day, I might cut some stuff up the night before. I also try to keep a running grocery list on my fridge. Just again, another magnetic pad and just start thinking about what I want to eat and get my grocery list going, which helps with then the meal planning for the week. And then there's some days that I don't feel like planning it. And I might just go to the grocery store to the deli and see what looks good because they have all different kinds of handcrafted burgers and other things too. So I just will sometimes go to the grocery store and see what looks good. But helpful tip, do not go to the grocery store hungry. Another trigger for me. I mean, I will buy everything in sight. So I'm always really careful to make sure I have a snack or a meal before I go to the grocery store. Because if you don't, I mean, that's just asking <laughs> for it. Um, you'll just want to eat everything in sight. And when you're at the grocery store, you know how they say stick to the perimeter of the store. You know, all that processed food is in the middle. Try to stick to the perimeter of the store as much as possible when you're shopping. If you can buy organic, if, you're, you know, if your um, budget allows for it. I tend to go to a couple different grocery stores a week. I know that my friends probably think I'm nuts, but for me, food is medicine. And I want to spend a big amount of my budget on food. That's really important to me. And to Chris, we don't go out to dinner a lot. So we put more of that money into eating as much organic, um, definitely vegetables and meat and dairy products that I buy for the kids as best high quality food that we can. Because really to me, food is medicine. And the more that you can do preventively with eating well and eating high quality foods, you know, the less you're going to spend later on healthcare. So um, I, I tend to go to a few different stores because I know what's cheaper. You know, I go to Costco, I go to Whole Foods, I go to New Seasons Market. We have just another regular grocery store here, Fred Meyer, that I go to. Um, so I definitely switch it up. And then we just had this really great store open up nearby called Natural Grocers. And I think that's kind of a local chain too, but it's all organic produce. So I'll go there too. And I've just kind of learned what's cheaper at each. And for me, that's for some people, that's a total hassle. So I get that, you know, if you can only go to one store that works, but I tend to go to a few different stores so I can save a little bit of money so I can buy the higher quality products because what we're eating and what I'm feeding my family to me is so, so important. Um, and then when you are grocery shopping, just read your labels. There are so many things that you wouldn't even think that would have sugar and flour in them. It's just like, why are we adding this to everything? So definitely those first few weeks, be reading your labels 
And I still have to remind myself, I'll find, I bought this tomato sauce and it had a four pack and I didn't realize two of them were different than the other two and two of them had added sugar. And I was just glad I noticed the label was different. So I thought, hmm, I better check the label. And I'm so glad I did because the other two cans did have added sugar and that was in a four pack. So you really have to be very, very uh, diligent about reading labels and finding those brands again that you learn to trust. And you'll find in the beginning, it's going to take a little more time. It is going to be time consuming, but it's just part of the process, you know, but now you'll get better and better. It doesn't even take me any longer to grocery shop or meal prep. I'm just so used to it now. And I have the brands that I like and I know I can trust. So it will take a little more time in the beginning, but I promise it gets faster. So, and then my only other advice for eating out, I just want to throw in, in the beginning, I really tried not to eat out that much and we still don't eat out a lot, but when I travel, that's all I do is eat out. And I don't stress too much about now that I'm over a year, you know, into this, if I go to a restaurant and have eggs and bacon, you know, most likely that bacon has the kind with the sugar in it, but that hasn't seemed to trigger me, you know, so I don't also want to make it where it's driving me crazy that I'm so stressed out about what I'm going to eat when I'm out. I've gotten a lot more flexible than I was in the beginning. I was pretty rigid. Um, and I think that comes with time too. So I really don't worry about it. I just make the best choices that I can. And it's been a lot easier. I also just ask, always ask the waiter, does that have sugar in it? Does that have flour in it? You know, I can't eat that. Can the chef do something else for me? And I've never, you know, there's so many people now with different food allergies. I've never felt someone get frustrated with me asking that. Um, I've never had a problem with, finding some kind of meal that works for me. So don't be bashful about it. You know, just speak up if you're going out to eat. I always try to find out if I'm going out with friends, like what restaurant we're going to, and I'll look at their menu ahead of time and kind of pick a few things that might work. And then I'll ask the waiter, okay, can I, you know, eat that? Can I eat this? And then I make sure, you know, that way I know I'm not accidentally eating something I shouldn't be. But again, for the most part, I've gotten a little more flexible about that because part of the huge benefit of being free finally from sugar addiction is that I'm not constantly obsessing over what I'm going to eat, what I'm not going to eat. You know, that just, there isn't any of that going on in my head anymore. I'm not beating myself up or, you know, trying to find the willpower to, you know, get through dinner without eating a piece of bread. It's just become so automatic uh, that I just don't even think about it anymore. And I don't want to cause those behaviors again if I'm stressing too much about it, if that makes sense. But in the beginning, I definitely was more rigid, tried not to eat out a lot. I needed to build up my confidence now I'm much more confident in what I can eat, not eat. And, you know, one of those things is fruit. I do eat berries and I eat apples. I do not eat bananas and I do not eat pineapples or most tropical fruit because I find that I am sensitive to them. And that might be not the case for you. 
So it's why I also don't want to say, hey, this is the one diet plan everyone has to follow because there is no such thing. You know, that's why diets don't work. You've got to find what works for you. And this is what I've talked about today is what works for me. I hope I've given you some, you know, good recipes to look at. I'll try to link them underneath of this. And if there's any questions you have or anything, always feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you and talk to you. And I hope that you all have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar.